tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Rock. There we go. Uh, join. We are all over this great flat Earth that we live on. Uh, joining me from deep, deep, deep into the uh, burials of Latin America, my good friend and yours, Xavier Guerrero. Right in the barrio. Straight barrio. In the barrio. 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 <laughs> uh, dude, the word on the street is is that the hottest new show around is we don't smoke the same and everybody's loving it how's it going there dude oh it's going good uh they got a surprise from i got some merch and i'm gonna make sure you sign it so if you participate you might get some shit signed by sam so i will sign it and you need the support xavier guerrero okay say okay and then uh deep from his uh his uh apartment in seoul <laughs> china our good friend Johnny Wooder, Johnny. Seoul is uh, is in Korea. I know that was a joke. <laughs> okay. Please don't ever correct me yeah, unless okay. it's really bad. Okay, <laughs> Johnny. Can you talk about the controversy that is brewing right now on Twitter? A lot of people think you're my handler. Any yeah. comments? Well, um, I can neither confirm nor deny that I'm Sam's handler. See, that's handle. such a handler response. That's yeah. such <laughs> a handler response. And God, do I even know I'm getting handled? That's the question. <laughs> See, I feel like you're more likely to be handling me because I feel like my, my views have changed a lot more than yours have since we've known each other. Oh, you've been more open-minded to the quickness and the truth? I mean, yeah, yeah something like that. Okay. Jeez, guys, this weekend, if the Lord allows, if the big chicken snake god who runs all 365 dimensions allows, I will be performing at the world-famous Heliums in St. Louis. Yes, yes, round of applause, round of applause. Big one, okay. Guys, I will be there rocking. I have my good friend who's got a new podcast called uh, Bad Fast. Howie Dewey will be there, and uh, Jeffrey Wilson... From the Conspiracy Farm, we'll be jumping in and doing sets on the Friday and Saturday night. So that's it. And then the third week in December, I will be live at the Dojo East inside Tiff's in Morris Plains, New Jersey. I will be there with, again, Howie Dewey will be joining me. And also, Kino Sanchez. Holla at your boy. That's going on. A uh, great way to support the show is by joining one of our many paywalls here, depending on what you're into. I have a tinfoil hat on Patreon uh, that is available. You get daily doses there. Last week I did four. You know, you might get seven. You could get a couple, but I do uh, AMAs. I do all sorts of stuff. It is a fully interactive uh, Patreon, and you also get on the Discord that is with that Patreon. I also have a Patreon 
Jason, where I whoop a lizard's ass uh, every week. Now almost twice a week he's been asking me to do it. And that is uh, the Conspiracy Social Club with Brian Callen. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash Brian Callen. Check that out. And then my uh, – dude, I love Rockfin, man. I love Rockfin. Go to rockfin.com slash zero and get spiritual with me. Zero is my spiritual podcast. I'm just kind of figuring out how to deal with the world that we live in. So check that out. I have a huge announcement for everybody. Huge announcement. I think I might have even said it already, but so what? I'm going to say it again. Uh, The Union of the Unwanted is now its own official podcast. You will be able to listen to it. Uh, We are now starting a network of like-minded alternative researchers for, uh, and it doesn't matter. You could be uh, super liberal, super conservative. If you're uh, non-mainstream, you are welcome, and it's only going to grow it's going to get bigger and bigger. So the Union of the Wanted has gone solo. We're very excited about that. You'll be able to check out interviews with Alex Jones, David Icke. All the legends will be on there, plus all the underground guys like Dan Dix and um, uh, Jeffrey Wilson, uh, Grimerica, the Propaganda Report. They're all part of it. And then there's some new up-and-coming podcasts that we're going to add. So uh, please uh, look for the Union the Wanted. It's on Twitter. It's on Instagram. And it has its our own RSS feed. So check that out. Just put the Union the Wanted in to all your search bars. Uh, what else do I got? T-shirts, man. Brand new. Guys, anybody on the Patreon, guess what? Local celebrity T-shirts <laughs> are now available on the T-shirt uh, on um, on uh, uh, at tinfoilhattshirts.com. So we got that. We're getting the Are You Not Entertained? That is going to be available very soon. And we're always throwing out new T-shirts. There's about 30 T-shirts there for you to pick up. And if you want to support the show, it's a great way to support the show. Puts a little change in everybody's pocket and uh, helps us put out more shows. And if you, I, I got to talk to XG. I don't know how to run this. But if you want to go get a, a – um, a cup, a hat, you know, coffee mug, whatever, go to timfoilhatswag.com soon. And now we're talking probably in the next week or so, the new website will be out and you'll be able to get all of these uh, stuff on one website, which will be samtriply.com. You can also put in timfoilhat.com and go find it. So that's it. Uh, I hope you guys are doing well. Anything else, guys? Nope. Nope. Uh, we, we got, uh, we got some new stuff coming out on the, uh, Broken simulation feed this week, uh, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. We're probably gonna interview my brother about his life running strip bars. So that's is that gonna be, be the, is that gonna be your guys' first guest? Yeah, I think we're at my that's brother's a good guy. first guest. Well, no, yeah, we had somebody call him one time, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, Anna Banana was the first one, but this is the first in studio guy. So we're gonna do that, or whenever Johnny gets here, who knows? Johnny I'm might back, move I'm out back to, Friday. Yeah. Okay. So you say. Guys, uh, this is great. It's with the underground legend herself, Whitney Webb. We're going to ask her the questions you've always wanted to ask her. We're very excited to have her back on. Uh, Enjoy the show. Okay, let's get into it. She is one of our favorite guests to have on. I owe her a huge apology. So uh, let's get into it. She is one of the best independent reporters out there. She pulls no punches, okay? She drops mad hammer. Please welcome one of my crushes and one of the best researchers out there, Whitney Webb. How are you, Whitney? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on. Anytime. I owe you a giant apology because we were going to have you on earlier 
And, you know, that whole YouTube uh, purge thing happened at a super freak out. So I, I, I just kind of moved back the, uh, the interview and I feel awful about it. And I'm really happy that you came back on so we could talk and really dive into it. You know, I'm just kind of getting into the place where it's like, fuck it, YouTube, you know, I can't do it. So I owe you an apology. I appreciate you coming back on. Hey, uh, no worries. I mean, it's a totally understandable thing. I mean, it's super messed up that these people are going after people's incomes to stop information they don't like from getting out there, you know, trying to go after people's business models and how they feed their families. I mean, you have kids, right? Uh, so do yeah. I. So, I mean, I totally can totally relate and mad respect to you for, you know, just looking at how things are, especially now. And like, you know, we have to, it's sort of like we're at a moment where it's like speak now or forever hold your peace type of deal with all like the, the shit going down uh, in, in the country, but also globally, like it, it's wild what's happening. So, you know, uh, mad respect to you because there's a lot of people uh, in independent media still, you know, uh, trying to avoid talking about, uh, some obvious things going down that affect everyone and are bad regardless of if you support the left or support the right, you know? So. Uh, no, I appreciate no. that. I appreciate that. And I, I feel like I'm going to get a little schooled here. I guess I'm somewhat playing into this, this whole election thing. And I know that you, you really like are blunt force with kind of your take onto it. That's all theater. And I totally understand that. And I, and I really have no problems with that. And I, I catch myself going, I know this is fucking theater. I, uh, my whole thing is like, and we'll get into it, but you know, your whole thing is that this is all uh, scripted and it's meant to, and it's all playing out exactly the way they want to. And Trump is just as much into it as Biden is into it. And so what are your whole thoughts on that? Right. So like for two years, uh, companies and agencies tied to U.S. but also Israeli intelligence uh, were gaming out all these simulations for 2020 well before coronavirus or any of this election chaos during like full on election season. All that stuff was obvious. We're talking about how the 2020 election is going to permanently erode America, the majority of Americans' faith in the election system. And what do you know? That's exactly what's happening. What's going on right now, regardless of what happens or who gets the result, half of the populace, whether they were the Biden supporters or the Trump supporters, depending on how things play out, are going to just fundamentally distrust uh, the election system uh, for who knows how long it could be permanent. And so basically what these people were doing was gaming that out different ways to realize that uh, and, and how that could come to pass. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty, pretty nuts. And, and when you look at the fact too, that like a lot of the, the fraud indicators and all of that, there's certain things that the right or like Giuliani or Powell or whatever should be talking about, but they're not right. So they're just talking about, uh, Dominion, Smartmatic, and some things, but there's like a company, you know, uh, Periscript uh, is their name, that's tied up with Microsoft Lockheed Martin, and this year they were used to, you, they used an AI algorithm to verify all of the mail-in signatures for all these mail-in votes that came in. Why haven't they talked about them at all? Their founder is really open about the fact that he hates Trump, Right. Um, and they didn't even get into that at all, even though that algorithm was never used for elections before. And that's how a lot of states had less than 1% human oversight on this AI algorithm that was approving these signatures. Why didn't these guys want to bring that up? Why are they just focusing 
on Dominion and Smartmatic and not really talking about the fact either. I, I mean, they're trying to like, it's almost like, you know, the Dominion Smartmatic thing. I mean, that's been around for years. Why weren't people complaining about that more before? Is it just because of what happened uh, this time around? I don't know. I mean, it's almost like they tried to make it look stupid in a way by tacking on this whole thing like Hugo Chavez was secretly behind it when in fact, uh, the the real connections there, which they do mention, but like bringing Hugo Chavez into this just makes it look ridiculous to people outside of the Trump base so they can just dismiss the whole claim about Dominion and Smartmatic that's like legit, you know what I mean? Plus like those were set up and used and funded by the Clinton Foundation among other groups to be used in post-conflict democracies. The U.S. goes in, overthrows a government and then installs a democracy. And then those are the voting systems that they put in place. So this has been weaponized against other countries before, but now we're like, now it's an issue, but only for one part of the country and it's being promoted in such a way that half the country dismisses it. You know what I mean? Like it's not being done in a way that would make sense. Plus, I also think like people uh, wanting to put all their faith in someone like Rudy Giuliani. I know, I know, <laughs> uh, to, man. To I, know. I mean, his hair dye melts. The dude was like shady as hell. Nine <laughs> Eleven. Like he's not, he's not your boy. You know what I mean? Like he's not the guy you want to peg all your hopes on to like I mean, go we after know the that. fraud. We know on nine eleven that he moved his his camp base, his base camp. Uh, and didn't tell anybody why he moved it because it was so close to what was going to happen at Building 7 that he just yeah. moved it right out and didn't inform anybody that why he was doing it or the fact that he was doing it. So I, I'm completely with you, man. I am completely with you. Uh, the biggest thing that makes me nervous right now is the illusion of of democracy, the illusion of choice. They're almost like going all in on saying, you know, fuck that. And I think that that was the point. And I think that's why they were gaming out how to create this election chaos. So ha at least half the country didn't buy it anymore because then they can sort of push the states into a, a different form of government. And what do you know? Uh, Microsoft, just days after the election, said next uh, the next president, uh, presidential election in 2024, we're going to use Microsoft's, uh, Microsoft's election guard software is going to be used uh, nationwide. Why aren't people on the right talking about uh, that? You know, uh, Microsoft uh, donated super heavily to Biden and very little to Trump. All of their top executives backed Trump. And the Microsoft CEO wrote the foreword to Klaus Schwab's book on the fourth industrial revolution that was like that like great reset guy, the World Economic Forum. Yeah, Why can you talk a little about him? Can you talk a little bit about, okay, let's, let's finish this thought. I know I'm trying so hard not to joke. <laughs> well, there's like so much crap going on that it's That's the whole thing. Like I interview people like you and my friend Amy says, what the, and you, you drop bomb <laughs> after bomb after bomb, but everyone's like, let her talk. I'm like, okay, man, but I just got to remember these things. But it's like this guy, well, first of all, it's like, why do you believe every like rebellious movement of, of, of over the last hundred years was all just completely controlled? Like it was all, no. all like astroturfing because why aren't we seeing any kind of like, I mean, we're seeing tiny pushbacks, but the ability to, to um, 
for to, like people like why are we just cool with bill gates like saying all this shit like why hasn't anybody gotten the torches and the pitchforks and stormed the castle like why isn't this happening now we got this thing today about all the truckers are stopping i'm like yeah. who are you hurting on this? like why are you stopping from bringing the food who are you hurt are you try- are you trying so hard to be like okay guys you have to wake up apparently it's gonna take you not having food excuse me, food on a shelf to wake up? Or is this yet another like controlled opposition movement to, to just fuck with people? Right. So I think, you know, in the past hundred years or whatever, I definitely, th- I don't think they were all controlled, but you just had to look back at like the sixties and stuff. COINTELPRO, this whole effort by the U S national security state to completely undermine legitimate movements. And you saw that too happen more recently with stuff like Occupy Wall Street, like known infiltrators in there. Um, things like that. But you have the FBI now, they pivoted earlier this year to try and entrap. Um, they're not entrapping Muslim Americans anymore like they were after 9-11. They, they announced uh, uh, an effort to go after uh, extremists on the left and the right, specifically uh, QAnon, right, which, uh, uh, you know, the FBI came out last year, Trump's FBI, right, and called them a domestic terror threat and stuff like that. So like DHS has been doing really shady uh, stuff all under the Trump administration. I'm really amazed uh, it didn't get called out more. Like they issued a, a homeland threat assessment, their first one since ever existing. They've been around for like almost 20 years and they issue their first one in 2020. But in there, they say examples of Russian disinformation denigrating Joe Biden is, is one example of Russian disinformation. That's Trump's DHS. I mean, if I was Twitter and I wanted to justify why I censored the Hunter Biden stuff, I would just point to what DHS did. You know, these people aren't, you know, uh, they exist to really infiltrate and subvert a lot of these movements. And what they've done is they've taken groups like Antifa and QAnon and created boogeymen on the left and the right. And they announced this new pivot to this war on domestic terror. So whenever they want to go after a person, whether they're on the left or the right, they can just be like, oh, they're Antifa. Oh, they're QAnon or something like that. And now you have shit like the Washington Post saying uh, someone that doesn't support the vaccine uh, uh, program for COVID-19 is QAnon. They're, they're like trying to lump all these different groups yeah. under the straw man of QAnon so they can just round people up. DHS always existed um, you know, it was, was DHS is the Department of Homeland Security, yeah. right? Yeah. Hey, 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 Whitney, um, are you now? I'm, I'm not clear. Are That's you suggesting Miss Webb, Johnny, Miss Webb, please, Madam <laughs> Webb? Uh, are, Madam are you are you suggesting <laughs> that QAnon is 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 fabricated for this purpose or it's being used for this purpose? Don't do it! Don't do it! All right. I think uh, from the beginning, QAnon was an intelligence driven PSYOP that was um, has served multiple purposes. Um, And I think it sort of dovetailed with like Russiagate on the left, uh, serving some sort of similar purposes. Um, So basically, before QAnon came out, you had this guy, uh, Cass Sunstein, advising Obama, and he talked about the need to infiltrate conspiracy movements to foster a love and trust in government as opposed to a distrust of government like most conspiracies do. And then you have Russiagate pop out, which made all of the people on the left, uh, their new heroes are people like CIA director John Brennan and James Clapper and all this stuff who get- That's unbelievable, right? I mean, like- So that's a conspiracy theory that fostered trust in government for the left. And then you have QAnon, 
being like, well, just sit tight and trust the plan, trusting <laughs> that government is going to solve the problem the whole time. I mean, you see what happens, right? And now Cass Sunstein is advising the World Health Organization on, on the vaccine rollout. All right, everybody. I want to tell you about our friends at Headspace. Johnny Nice uses it. I use it. It is a wonderful app that helps you deal with mindfulness and meditation. You know, 2020 has been really crazy. It could be super stressful. We all know that the lizard people are feeding off our loosh with it is our energy, okay? They want our negative energy and we give it to them unless we start learning to deal with our mental health, deal with meditation, deal with our mindfulness, okay? And this is the best app for it, okay? Let's Knee is changing quickly. You got to get quick fixes. And that's what Headspace is all about. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditation with easy to use and an easy to use app. Okay. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. Okay. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed, Headspace has three minutes of SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind down sessions. Their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has meditation you could do with your children. Okay. Headspace approaches the mindfulness to reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being, okay? Johnny, you like minds. You like Headspace, right? I love it. Yeah, it's a great. It's great, really easy to use. Um, they have a, depending on how much time you have, they have a guided meditation that is perfect for that amount of time, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Perfect. Longer. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600. 100,000 five-star reviews and over 60 million downloads. Okay, Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. So here's what's going on. You deserve to feel, you deserve to feel happier. Headspace is the meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash tinfoil. That's headspace.com slash tinfoil for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace Full library meditation, okay? It's the best deal they could offer, the best deal you're going to get. Head to headspace.com slash hat today. Enjoy the show. So let me ask you something, Whitney. Mm-hmm. Is, 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 is it possible that things get away from them? Like the internet, right? The internet has... Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems no, like right. the internet got away from them. Is it, and just hear me out, is it possible that Q starts as one thing and then people like are like, oh, go fuck yourself? And, you know, because we've seen, and maybe this is, you know, I said a long time ago, I go, either Q is like, Q is some AI, or it's like they're going to destroy everything and they don't care that all their institutions are going to die. And, and kind of, uh, you know, Corona comes. Everything like is slowly getting deca- destroyed, destroyed. So it's still possible. But do you ever see that maybe there are things in Q that kind of fostered people to like start doing their own investigating, start looking yeah. into Epstein, start looking mm-hmm. into this and like, and this, I, I, you know, I don't know if there's a, maybe I do know the Q's like trust the plan, but I think there's a lot of people that call out warp speed. I know you're one of those people. You were never a Q person, but is it possible that Q could become something like Beep for Vendetta, where it's like people get, 
people in that they and I'm totally cool if this is the dumbest thing you've ever heard in the world. I'm totally fine with that. But it's like where people are like, fuck these two parties. Fuck Trump. He doesn't deliver any of these things. But this like movement of like just doing independent research where it's like you're you're not part of Q, but you're doing that the the independent research. And like people are calling out Epstein, pedophilia, the mockingbird media. I feel like Q brings out this whole thing that that uh, did they want that to happen? Like nobody pays attention to, to the extent, news anymore. Yeah, to an extent, I think that's true. But it was also done in a sort of limited hangout way, and it was also done so some of the legitimate stuff that Q people got into, like Epstein, for example, can be smeared by mainstream media as crazy talk. So now you have people in the mainstream media uh, saying Epstein uh-huh. and the Epstein scandal is a gateway to QAnon. What? Epstein was super, I mean, that was like so documented. Like, how can you be like, oh, that was complete bullshit. Um, and it's QAnon, you know. Uh, it it's the same with but, child trafficking, right? I mean, they've completely right. tarred child trafficking with that QAnon brush. And it makes it so, so easy for most people yeah. to dismiss. Or don't, not to mention when they say JFK Jr. is going to come back, they make it sound so stupid where he's still alive. Yeah. And they'll put well, pictures of like how they're, it's him with his wife. Is to make it sound crazy, even though they do get totally. some things right. Some things yeah, exactly. Right. And what's crazy, John F. Kennedy Jr. was super good friends with Ghislaine Maxwell. I don't think he went on people ever bring that up. You know what I mean? It's so true. Yeah, but it, it, yeah, I mean, there's pictures of them hanging out and like New York Post articles about them being chummy and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I think it was done in a limited hangout way. So, like, the. It would be different, I think, if Q had promoted, uh, come to your, do your own research and come to your own conclusions. I'm going to feed you the clues, but that's not how it was strung out. It was strung out like, here's little, here's little tidbits, Q drops, right? But also trust these officials. Remember, they were like, trust Sessions, trust Bolton. Yeah. At the time, Q was saying yeah. that stuff. And now Bolton is an obvious enemy of the Trump administration, uh, went scorched earth and wrote a book smearing Trump and whatever. And the QAnon people were told to trust him before, and they did. They didn't use their brain and they're like, hmm, uh, the, the, you know, the crazy neocon guy that wants to bomb everything. Should we really trust him? Drain the swamp? You know? I mean, is there, uh, the only reason I'm saying this is because there has to be a level of truth to what's coming out. And maybe that's the well, game. Yeah, they give they you enough truth, it. you know, and the stuff that's going on with Epstein. Like, was Russiagate a real thing? Was Obama was Obama spying on Trump? Is that a real story? Or do you think that's all, all like no, some bullshit? I think that's, I think that's uh, pretty true. But here's another example about the election thing. One of the main people involved in, in that illegal spying on the Trump campaign was a lady named Mary McCord, who right before the election was working at a, at a part of Georgetown called ICAP, which I think is a, the Institute for Constitutional Advocacy and Protection. And those guys... Specifically, this lady who illegally spied on Trump, right, in his campaign, went around to all these cities around the country and set up national election task forces in places where there were Democratic mayors, including Philadelphia, and created that entire clusterfunk that went down. So why, where's Giuliani and Sidney Powell talking about someone obviously biased against Trump going into these battleground cities and states, setting this crap up? And you look at the other people at Georgetown's ICAP, you have like the top counterterrorism official- under Obama, uh, Joshua Geltzer, one of the people, Intelligence Link guys last year saying, we're going to target the mind of the American voter in, 20, in the 2020 election a year in advance. You know, why are the, the Trumpers and, and you know, the, his legal team not bringing up these people? They are on the record going around 
to, to Philadelphia, Seattle, a bunch of like big uh, cities and setting up task forces with people in places that were accused of doing shady stuff during the election. Why aren't they bringing up this lady when she was obviously involved in something that like triggers the heck out of Trump supporters? And I mean, rightfully so, because it was illegal spying. You know what I mean? So, so the is it just theater between Trump and and the Clintons and Obamas? Well, I, I don't know. I think so. I mean, look at Netanyahu, right? What he did, okay, after the election. So Trump gave Netanyahu everything he wanted this whole time, and then the the elections contested, and then Netanyahu was immediately like, "I love Biden. He's great." As in theater, you mean that one day we're going to see Trump and Biden and Hillary at a $1,000 donation charity event? Well, I don't event? know how long Biden's <laughs> going to be around, but, you know, I, I, the first time I knew it was all theater was, um, was when Bill Clinton took it. I talk about this all the time, but Bill Clinton took a picture with Trent Lott, Newt Gingrich, and Orrin Hatch when uh, they were – when. Yeah when uh trent lott was getting his 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 portrait up in the the, the library of congress and i'm like these motherfuckers all age <laughs> ah it's all theater dude but i mean again this has to be the most elaborate theater we've ever <laughs> seen in our life i to the point where but i wonder gamed it out so much like it's really so insane yeah. man so you had the transition integrity project which was like dnc guys and in the uh, never Trump neocons and major officials in the Republican Party getting together to simulate how to make Biden win no matter what the vote counts were. Right. And the person that played Biden in those simulations was John Podesta, Hillary's campaign manager. Oh, and so you have people prominent in both parties, you know, because there's people in the Republican Party that hate Trump and they're still prominent in the Republican Party. They still have a lot of pull. You know what I mean? So you had both parties coming together to game out how to make election chaos even in the scenario where trump won that they were simulating they, they created chaos and it had it so either biden would be installed in every scenario or there'd be a role for the military come inauguration day so is right? so 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 trump but is does that mean trump is one of them or is he just a different like i think trump is just a different crime family like and they're fighting well and- he is a crime yeah i mean i think that's fair but i mean you look at the people that his like crime family whatever you want to call it are like associated with historically um you know i mean it was very much that new york city real estate scumbag territory you know the kushners right um epstein actually used to be involved in new york real estate a lot back when he was hanging out with trump a lot in the late 80s and stuff like that. So who was Epstein involved with? What was that orbit? You know what I mean? So like, that's, you know. uh, I just have like, they're fighting over. It's not that, that like one side's good or one side's bad. It's that both sides or whoever, whatever group Mm -hmm. is trying to, whatever groups are trying to get the throne. Okay. Are fighting over the trillion dollars that that position gets to dole out. So, it's not that the like one side cares about Americans more than the other side. It's just like there's a real battle going on for who controls the strings. And even like, you know what what we're talking about is like Iran, right? It's like like Biden wants to go in and make a de- that deal again with Iran for though. whatever reason. Netanyahu has been loving on him too much for him to be like you know, actually legitimately wanting to get... Well, and I was telling Sam before, I think this recent attack on the uh, the Iranian nuclear scientist is 
a move by Israel to make it so that probably Iran's going to step out now and do something that's going to make mm-hmm. it impossible for Biden to resume the deal. It's just, and I, I really think that's what's going on there. Is the Israelis yeah. trying to oh, sabotage? They're trying it. to make that. I mean, but the attack Israel on admitted, it. Oh, sorry, on, sorry, I was going to say in, in July. I think it was June or July. Mainstream media reported Israeli officials straight up saying that they wanted to start a war before Trump leaves office, i.e. Inauguration Day, with Iran so that Biden or whoever wins, whether it's Trump or Biden, is stuck with a war in Iran. There it is then, yeah. Well, my whole opinion is that the Armenian-Azerbaijan fight is a way to destabilize one of the parts of the border of Iran. And that, you know, so Johnny was just talking about how... uh, what was it, Johnny, that there was a... a, 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 a they said this attack was... This guy was in a in a motorcade with an armored vehicle, and they started taking incoming fire. The guy stops for some reason, gets out of the vehicle, and then there was this Nissan with a remote... Con- or an autom- some kind of computerized machine gun system that was just like... And it, it ended up shooting the guy. But it was, it was like either remote-powered or computer-powered machine gun. Like, it was directed by... Uh, remote, which is, I mean, just obviously Israeli technology. So Trump, you know, I'm people like, oh, you're just a Trumper. I'm like, no, dude, I can see you for all day and tell you what I don't like about Trump. And, mm-hmm. you know, one is they gave a, a hundred million dollars to Azerbaijan. What do you think they did with that money? They went and bought all of this, this weaponry yeah. from Israel. In yeah. which they use drones, and they said mm-hmm. if you if if you I had I had talked to friends who had family fighting in that war, and they said if you saw the drone, it was too late. It was too late. You yeah. couldn't do anything, and you were dead. They they basically created at the beginning of the Terminator movie, the very first Terminator movie. Okay, the first thing you see is a Terminator walking on a skull, which is hilarious. There's so many dead people, there's skulls for the floor. But there is a giant drone that is just searching for people. That's what Israel has at this moment. And it's like Trump is fully on paid for that tax on Armenia to bring in, because that would bring in Russia and bring in Iran. It's like fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, by the way, those drones now, the U.S. military backed by Silicon Valley... In, in something called the National Security Commission on AI, which is basically part of the U.S. government, uh, are pushing to have all that stuff now be managed by, by AI, specifically the drones, AI. And the military's own documents say that their next plan is to have it hooked up to soldiers' brains, have like this brain chip interface thing, like now Elon Musk is putting yeah. that out there for commercial stuff. They want to make that standard in the U.S. military now. Uh, oh, my that is- God! So nuts. And it hasn't been covered at all because of coronavirus, because of the election theater. But why, you know, all of this has been going on, right? Well, so obviously Biden is being backed by Silicon Valley and the intelligence community and all of that stuff. But since 2018, Silicon Valley, the intelligence community and the military have been running this AI modernization plan called the National Security Commission on AI. It's bad. It's run by Eric Schmidt, basically, and a deputy, uh, uh, the guy that tried to do Project Maven uh, under Obama at the Pentagon. And, and those guys have been doing all of these plans and Trump hasn't said shit about it. And that includes all this AI modernization stuff that is like legit so crazy if you think about it. They're, they're, they're building a new facility in a place called Natwick, Massachusetts. That's all about creating super soldiers that are cyborgs. 
I mean, they are like gunning for this. And if you think, and, and so part of the reason I think that they're, you know, doing this pre-planned election chaos, trying to gut people's faith in the electoral system, it's because they know the American people are not down for this like ahead that they're trying to like build to maintain military dominance forever and they have no plans to put that shit to a vote they're just like well this is what you get you know we uh, have, and, and we where's have MAGA a, here yeah, you know what i mean i'm proud to announce that tim fall hat is partnering up with our good friends at sensational films that's right sensationalfilms.com to learn more about the origins of censorship playing out before our eyes, this film highlights the importance to, to citizen journalism in the 21st century. There is a massive divide and lack of trust in the media today. So it's imperative that we know we now participate in exposing the truth with interviews featuring Alex Jones, Roger Stone, Pax Tandon, Max Blumfield, uh, uh, dude, uh, a bunch of other people that I can't pronounce their names, and other figures in the alternative media. Sensational delivers a roadmap to understand the American propaganda system, okay? So go to sensationalfilms.com and tell them Tim Fall Hat sent you and enjoy the show. I, I mean, I've always said I thought Trump was going to be the last of the two-party presidents, that the complete faith in both parties are going to be fucking... Yeah. Uh, it's low as, as hell, you know, even even on the left, right? I mean, the whole, like, it gets rigged against Bernie two primaries in a row, and then it's Biden and Kamala that, <laughs> like, no one likes, and then Biden's going to get, like, you know, whatever's going to happen to him, awesome. it'll be President Kamala, you know? Uh, people on the left don't like that stuff, and they're being told to, like, support all these, like, basically left neocons, you know, that Biden's putting in his cabinet and all of this stuff and the transition <laughs> it's team. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, the, the Biden's government's going to, I mean, it's going to be just like George Hell. W. Bush's, just like Bill Clinton's. Yeah, yeah. What do you, I, I'm curious, what do you think the end game here is with respect to uh, the system of government? Because you mentioned that uh, this, this whole thing could possibly he be heading towards a, yeah. a change in the system of government. Um, at the beginning of the coronavirus crisis in March, uh, the U.S. government activated something called continuity of government, or COG, Okay. Um, and that was supposed to be when, when the fear about coronavirus was at its height, they were saying stuff like what happens if like half of Congress gets infected and taken out or the White House or the normal order of session president, vice president, speaker of the house all get coronavirus. So they activated um, a particular part of NORTHCOM, which is like the North American part of the U.S. military empire, right? A specific one in Washington, D.C., too, that was all about continuity of government protocols where, well, if the chain of succession is broken by the pandemic, the military takes over. This was gamed out by the same people that did Event 201 and Dark Winter uh, in 2018, their pandemic simulation clade acts about how a pandemic would create continuity of government uh, issues and things like that. And of course, Dark Winter talked about a pandemic uh, giving them license to invoke the Insurrection Act um, and other stuff like this. So what's interesting is that that happened in March when the fear was at its height, but they never deactivated those protocols. They've just been sitting there activated all year long, right? And so you have sort of this point uh, that we're heading towards where they, they've been using this uh, buzzword. You know, I think the last time I was on, we talked about Dark Winter a lot. And since then, how often have you heard, uh, for, not just from Biden's own freaking mouth on the debate stage, but mainstream media over and over and over again saying, Dark Winter, Dark Winter, Dark Winter. It's going to be a Dark Winter. It's going to be the darkest winter in modern U.S. history. Dark Winter, Dark Winter, over and over again all the time. That word 
means something to the national security state. Dark winter, that 2001 exercise, has, is, it's like legendary in these circles. They hear this word being thrown around. Those, you know, spooks and these guys know exactly what that means. You it's know, unbelievable. Because, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. And everything is just a bunch of people just trying to, to fuck humanity for a yeah. paycheck. I mean, like across the globe, we just see fucking cops just fucking cracking skulls for a goddamn paycheck. Yeah, and it's, it's more than like, that, though. Unbelievable. This is where the whole Great Reset thing comes in. These people that are helping plan this out alongside the billionaires and people like Klaus Schwab think that they can get a privileged position in this neo-feudal society that the Great Reset wants to create. Okay, basically what they want to do, and if you read Klaus Schwab's crap books, whatever, about the fourth industrial revolution, which is like AI and the economy, uh, everything's automated and people don't really have jobs anymore, what that means for society, what it means is, you know, there's a big underclass and then there's the techno elite. And so these people that are helping these billionaires enact this vision, right, think that they're going to get to be in the little elite spot while the rest of us are this huge underclass enslaved uh, by technology. And that's basically what this whole Great Reset thing is about. Sounds like brown shirts to me. Sounds like brown shirts. I I don't disagree with you. So basically what this Great Reset, and, and this is why they're saying, COVID-19 is the catalyst for the Great Reset. All these people like Klaus Schwab are saying stuff like that. It's because it's given them the opportunity to do basically a controlled demolition of all of the existing systems of the world, economic, political, all of this stuff. So so they can rebuild it and reset it and have it be set up the way they want. And that's because they now, yeah, that shit is so unequal and so bad. That at some point, people are going to be like, yeah, okay, let's go after the billionaires. People on the left and the right will be like, well, yeah, we're all being screwed by the elite, so let's get together. Yeah. You know what's what so mean? funny about this plan? They don't want that to happen. They don't want it to happen. Yeah. Here's the funniest thing about this plan. is one generation, it's going to work, and then their, their kids are such retards, okay? It's all going to crash and burn. And then it's just going to be robots taking over. So I don't, you know, it's like, it's like, it's so hilarious, dude. It's like the universe works in such wonderful ways because these greedy fucks, man, these greedy fucks, they just do dark art shit, right? And -hmm. then what happens, dude, is their next generation of kids have no need to like, there's all their needs are taken care of. And that's yeah, like really, Hunter Biden. <laughs> right? <laughs> they cluster yeah. fuck everything. <laughs> they cluster fuck it all. And it's like, that is the greatest part of this whole thing. It's like, if you get too greedy and too powerful, your, your kids are always full blown. And I'm saying it retards. Okay. And I'm not, that's not making fun of anybody with special needs. I'm talking dumb assholes. That's what a retard is to me. And I flung first grade and I am one of them. Okay. So the, so this next generation just is the next. So we got these old neocons are trying to like, and this is also has to do with these apocalyptic religious people. Oh, bought into this thing and they're like now they're like 80 and they're like when is this happening so they're like they're trying to do whatever they can to push this speed it up yeah Yeah. and this rapture comes now yeah for real Mateo's one of those guys I I, I didn't do anything because I thought this was gonna happen and now I'm a fucking 80 and it's getting close to closing time and nothing's happened yet 
Yeah. The whole religious angle is super crazy and, and totally apocalyptic. And a lot of these religions, it's not just evangelical Christians. There's also an extremist wing in Israel that's really big into this, too, about like what um, what needs to happen to bring a, a bringing about the end times and all of this stuff. And, and these particular extremist groups would have a, lo- a lot of political pull, uh, oddly enough. Um, in both countries is is basically like, well, we originally thought God would just do this, but he hasn't. So now it's up to us. No, but this is seriously what they believe. No, I I know that's what's so funny It's up to us to make it happen because God wasn't wrong and can't be wrong. And it's unbelievable. And like, you just kind of look back (laughs) and it's like, you see how they played it out. Like fractional reserve banking was, if, if it wasn't so evil, it would be the most brilliant shit in the world. If you could take it back and you knew they weren't trying to completely fuck your life. Right. But it's like, we're going to make it. So we're going to make it. So you have $1 in the bank. Okay. And we're going to re- be able to loan out $10. What does that do? That makes yeah. it so they could bribe everybody with their monopoly <laughs> money. So right. now they're bribing and owning everybody with monopoly money and the real money. It's just that they're holding on to all the real fucking money, dude. Yeah. And they're just mm-hmm. bribing everybody. And it's like, how many times do they have to crash the Wall Street for and all these assholes lose all their money for them to realize the game that's being played right yeah. now? Yeah. Well, now the Great Reset's going to do that again because it's also <laughs> a currency reset. They're trying to make all currency go digital. So all this AI technology stuff they're setting up can dominate currency in the economy so that you can't participate in the economy or even, you know, and by that, I mean, like you can't even buy groceries and stuff and what they're trying to set up unless you buy into this whole thing now. And that's why they've already set up these digital ID wallets. The UN is rolling these out now, but they've been being piloted all year by groups like MasterCard um, and, and supposed charities uh, including you, one with Henry Kissinger on the board called International Rescue oh, Committee. I want to fight where, that guy. When you where, where <laughs> do you stand? Where, where, when you where do you stand with Bitcoin then? Uh, well, I mean, I don't really. I honestly don't really know how I feel about it. Um, you know, it, my my opinion up until this point has pretty much been. If you can't physically hold it, it's hard. You know, because what if they do an internet kill switch and whatever? You know, where does your money go if it's all uh, digital? But I'm going to start buying gold. Well, so, right. But there's also the issue of like, okay, if shit really hits the fan, you can't eat gold. You can't give gold to your neighbor because what are they going to do with it? So my mm. opinion has always been like, get stuff you can barter with your neighbors. Uh, you know, things like seeds or like essential goods or whatever. If people get like, are unable to enter a grocery store or like in New Mexico where they're shutting down grocery stores for yeah, two weeks. Week. Like how's wow. that, how's that governor water allow? get your own water source? Yeah, yeah well. I'm gonna buy, that. I'm gonna buy a farm with a water source. Well, you can't. It's illegal to uh, harvest your own water in California. Yeah, well, you know, dude, I'm I'm moving. So nuts. I'll throw you in a fucking trunk. That's how you got to this country <laughs> anyway. I'll throw you in a fucking cunk, trunk and take you to fucking Texas or something. This thing's mobile, dog. It's mobile. I mean, I only have this studio because I, it's great to have a place to use the bathroom when you're stuck in traffic. I'm paying basically $700 a month just to have a place to, to crush once in a while. Um, I want to get into... Klaus. I mean, could you, like that's his name, Klaus Schwab. Like, like, dude. I mean, like, when did you like when the parents had the baby? Where they're like, "You're gonna be the most evil fuck on the planet." We need a name that is really good. <laughs> that just the minute you hear it, you're like, "Oh, you're evil," and that's Klaus. I can't think of a more evil name 
outside of like Decepticons. I mean, he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is. He is. Hell, he is one hell of a Bond villain, right? And what's weird is that apparently, since he's like come out and the Great Reset this year, and the World Economic Forum has been like such a so much more in your face than any years prior. A bunch of stuff apparently about his dad, his family, his upbringing has just been like wiped. You can't really find out where the guy comes from. But he does say in some stuff, you know, he claims to be one of the co-founders uh, or the original founder of the World Economic uh, Forum, which is basically a group of the world's most predatory billionaires and corporations. And you know who their technology pioneer was? They've scrubbed this from the World Economic uh, Forum website now. It's Isabel Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell's sister, was oh, where... Yeah. I mean, that family is setting up this tech. They are all spies, except for two of them. But I mean, they're, they're, they're dirty. What are the other two doing? Like fucking pottery and shit? Like, (laughs) no, like the third Manning brother. There's, there's one, there's one that like hated his dad, Robert Maxwell hated him and like married some girl in Argentina and just like bailed the family. And then there was a girl uh, that wanted to be like an actress or something or became a teacher and also distanced herself from the family. But all the other ones were all like, all just took different pieces of Robert Maxwell's like spot, huge spy uh, in, in business portfolio. So the two sons, Ian and Kevin took a lot of the shady business dealings, but all of the high tech uh, like promise software scandal angle of what Robert Maxwell was doing that went to Isabel and it went to Christine and uh, the twins and they were both involved um, in the in the front company Robert Maxwell used to sell that Brog Pama software to U.S. national laboratories so Israel could spy on the U.S. nuclear submarine program and things like that. They were involved in that. And then they get involved with other companies. Isabel Maxwell has ties going back to with Bill Gates going back to the mid-90s. Epstein had ties to Bill Gates in the 90s, too. Oh, and yeah. I mean, really that dude. Out of control. Yeah, but Isabel Maxwell, she's quoted in this Guardian article from like 2002 and 2003. She's, they, they ask her about Bill Gates and the Guardian journalist is, says, describes her as uh, starting to purr. What? Okay, and then, she, yeah, that's the word, purred. And then put, starts speaking in a fake Southern accent. She has like an English accent when she normally talks. She starts talking in a, in a like a fake Southern Bell accent, they say, about like, um, oh, I'm going to have to paraphrase because I read this a while ago, but she says something like, you know, he get, he wants to keep his tax exemptions. And so why wouldn't he give a little to me? And is like all super weird about it. And then she talks about how her Israeli company, ComTouch, that she started to run in like the, the late 90s was put on the map and allowed to get totally in to, the, to a bunch of major U.S. corporations and even government agencies thanks to Bill Gates and Paul Allen, the other Microsoft co-founder who also was tied up with Epstein. So nuts. Oh, so, yeah. my God. It's dude. wild. But anyway, Isabel is the technology pioneer of the World Economic Forum. And now they've taken that off the website. That Just that one sentence. Her profile's still there. Uh, but they took that part out, I guess, because people were starting to look into what the World Economic Forum wants to do to technology and having a Maxwell there after the Epstein scandal is a little too, little too much for them, I think. Because what is their, what do you, like, in their utopia, like, what do they, what? is this world they want. I mean, are we talking well, straight up their, yeah. 1984? Totally, totally. They say, you'll own nothing, you'll have no privacy, and you'll be happy. That's, that's straight from their website. You'll own nothing. You'll own nothing, but the billionaires like Klaus Schwab will own it all. 
and they're going to rent it to you and you're going to be at their mercy. You're going to be their fucking slave. That's what that means. That's what you already do. You buy a car, you can't fix it. They fix it for you. You're renting it. Right. Well, the lease is, it's like everybody's leasing now. That's it. Like I lease, I don't own my car because it depreciates so much. In this, and this was uh, the World Economic Forum, that that quote I just mentioned is the headline of what their vision of 2030 would be like. And the lady writing in there for the World Economic Forum website says, someone is listening, uh, looking at everything I say and do, but also what I think and dream. And I hope they don't use it against me. Think and dream. Like oh, now we're talking thoughts, thoughts crimes, right? And then there's a guy, this Israeli guy, who gave a speech at the World Economic Forum uh, kind of recently, I'm trying to remember his name right now, um, but I'm, I'm blanking. I can look it up later if you want. Um, <clears throat> Noah something. He said, he basically says like, um, if it, you can listen to like the, the leader of the world, give a speech and you can clap your hands and you can smile, but we'll know if you're angry and you'll be in the gulag the next morning what and then i mean that's like wild but if you look at what's going on right now amazon just put out a wearable that's supposed to be for fitness right but it also gauges your emotions it tells you when you sound sad or depressed oh my god the the cloud are you going to voluntarily wear that so jeff bezos can know what makes you sad or happy and spy on your emotional state dude i mean this is good this is this has crossed so many lines already i mean it's it's nuts and people are just sitting back being like yeah we're gonna argue with the guy with a trump sign in his lawn or a biden sign in his lawn and let the billionaires fuck us all because if they set this stuff up the way they want there's no chance to rise up and be like screw you guys we don't want to live in this world you want to create they're playing for keeps right now i just wish these cops would wake up man i mean like they are brown shirting like motherfuckers and eventually they're just going to get robocops and they're yeah, going to be oh, fucked yeah. too. And it's like, you brought up a great thing. It's like they, but here's my only thing that I got to say, the elites in the movie, the Terminator, there's no elites in the Terminator. The, the AI comes and fucks everybody. Well, and, all these know, guys are transhumanists though. You have to keep that in mind. They're they want to become robots. It's just every time yeah. I think there's a silver lining, you come they, and just shit. I mean, it's true. Klaus Schwab says the, the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, it, it, it will lead to a merging of your physical, biological, and digital identity. I mean, that's pretty easy to see what they're talking about there. See, right? I think they just, this goes back, I know this is not what you're into, but this to me goes back to realms, goes back to where we live, uh, our energy, like, you know, there's Buddhists talk about where this is assimilation and we're all here to learn the, you, the, 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 the laws of the universe, which is the love and help. And there's these low frequency fucking savage scumbag reptilians. I don't think they're really re- lizard people, but I think that they're, that's just a way to describe them. And they are psychopaths and they want to keep us here. And I think fucking transhumanism is some low frequency, dark art shit to want to keep us here because our whole thing is about ascending to a higher level. And I think that's what this is all about because these scumbags know they're going downtown and bad things are going to happen. They're going to be stuck down here. So they're trying to stick into this fucking special place that we live in. 
It's so well, interesting, I mean, dude. I think the vibrational thing is, is pretty right because what are they trying to do? They're trying to have everyone, as many people as possible around the world, be stuck in a, in a place of stress about surviving. Where's my next meal going to come from? And fear, right? And I mean, if you want to talk about vibrational stuff, I mean, those are For like sure, low vibrational man. states and keep people, but on the other side of things, make people more easily to control and keep them from thinking clearly. I mean, if you're thinking about, holy crap, uh, I don't have food for my family for tomorrow. I mean, you're not going to be thinking about Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> I and that's agree. and that's where they want people. That's where they want people. And that's what they've done this year with the lockdowns and stuff. I mean, CNN even reported today that in in Japan in October there were like something like ten more su- ten times more suicides than like even officially reported COVID right. deaths because of lockdowns. Yeah. And and we're supposed to believe still that that's the way to clamp down on the virus, even though they're saying, okay, if you get the vaccine, people like Fauci saying, if you, even if you get the vaccine, the mass and the lockdowns, it's all staying. I can't believe people are putting up with this tyranny. It's How awesome. is he allowed to walk the fucking earth? <laughs> I, How I know, is he allowed, like, dude, how is he allowed to walk the earth? How is he allowed I, to walk the earth? I know he's so small. He should be easy to like. Dude, that guy the sun. has <laughs> Dracula vibe. He has the count from Sesame Street fucking vibe, dude. Hey, Whitney, uh, you just brought up CNN. What do you think about Trump bringing up his own uh, digital media network? Oh, yeah, Trump TV, you know, the Transition Integrity Project we were talking about earlier? Mm-hmm. They gamed out a scenario where Trump created a channel literally called Trump TV. And that's the one he's going to make now. Isn't that like uh, nuts? That's what I've been saying. I've been saying that. That's his whole plan is to create a TV network. he's a reality TV guy. Yeah. He's going to have more power. He will have more power as the the master of a TV network than he did as president. But do you think his ego will let him be a one-term president? I mean, Oh, he's running again. He'll run again. He's he's seventy fucking four. They already, dude. They already said he's the. I think his odds. He's already got odds on all the books, and they're and they're kind (laughs) of like sixteen to one now, basically. Uh, And I, I think, I think he's already told people he kind of wants to. Republicans are urging him. By the way, I saw. I thought this was interesting. Republicans are urging him to go to Biden's inauguration. You know, as as tradition. uh, You know, to kind of keep that tradition up in in order to kind of. smooth things over so that it's his re-entry into politics is a little easier. I thought that was interesting. I read this week that they want him. You, there's no chance of him going to Biden's inauguration, is there? Can't no. imagine. <laughs> I, I mean, like, no. I, I mean, theater, like, theater, if he goes to theater. I just think he just like, I think, you know, they used to say something in pro wrestling that in the championship match, the fights were real. Like they were really trying to see who would win, who would lose. That's you know that's that was that, that's what they say. I shut up, Johnny. Don't. You guys, <laughs> no, I'm, I can't tell. Her. Are you saying you think that? Everybody with glasses on in this show right now is hurting my feelings. That's all I have. But to are, say you, are you are you are you yeah, you think that's me. true, Sam? Uh I think certain ones were like were Hogan. I, I here's my opinion. In the lower level wrestling things, maybe to get a, a belt is a big deal. I don't know, but I'm just so you saying, think like, rest, you think wrestling is real? No, I Johnny, that never came out of my mouth. <laughs> I never said that, Johnny. Ever. You just said the last fight was a little. I would say that there were certain times that, like, if they were playing for a belt and it was real money, maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, there, I know one example that kind of supports your conclusion. Remember Brett, the Hitman Hart, the, what do they call it, the Montreal hit job or whatever, you know that, where he was told that he was going to win and 
he didn't win. They let the other guy win. So well, I mean, like this weekend. That's it was the one time to be, I know for that. Like this weekend, you don't know it was what I'm supposed talking to about. Be a, like this weekend, it was supposed to be an exhibition fight. They were going in there to kill each other. Or at least Mike Tyson was. Yeah, well, that's Mike. He's Mike Tyson, and that's what I mean. Like that's what that's what he meant. It's like even though it's a fake fight, there's someone in there still kind of trying to win. My whole thing is like Trump can play this game and all the shit. You like, and listen, dude. If you were friends with if you were friends with Kennedy, you know exactly what Israel is capable <laughs> of. So it's like you know you want to save everything. That's great, but you got to save your ass first. So yeah, well, go on. Well, I think Trump is a brand, right? You have to look back to when he was bailed out by Wilbur Ross, who he installed as, well, you know, had the Commerce Secretary as soon as Trump got in, even though, like, Wilbur Ross is super old and falls asleep during every meeting, apparently, right? That was clearly a favor he was paying. Wilbur Ross worked for uh, the Rothschild banking family when they bailed out Trump. And some of those bankers, uh, when Trump was running uh, for president last time, uh, during the prime, the Republican primaries, uh, was asked by some like major media organization why they ended up canceling a bunch of Trump's debt. They did not make him like they, they like forgave a lot of the debt because he stood to lose everything, all his business empire, his public reputation, everything. He was going to be nothing because it was it was tons of debt. And they said, and, and this banker that was involved in bailing him out said, told this uh, state, I think it was like ABC or something, said he's more useful to us as a brand than a businessman. The those that kind of power, banking family power, those guys don't think in like a couple of years Trump's gonna be useful as a brand during the nineties. I mean, these guys think like decades in advance, like the Rockefellers too. They think way down the line. I mean, if you look at the trajectory of, of the Rockefeller family, right? So a lot of these really powerful families with a lot of influence and power, they think way in advance. You know? I think Obama, from the moment he was born, they had him on trajectory sure. to be. I mean, his grandfather is like ninth cousins with George Bush Sr. Their common ancestor. The mom is worked a for Hinkley. USAID, which is a CIA cutout. His mom was all up in that CIA cutout. She was an MK Ultra kitten, dude. They were sending her out and being sex fixing shit with guys oh, they wanted to that. compromise. And, you know, it's just like. You know, it's like Hinckley's. Who's the Hinckley? Who shot Reagan? <laughs> right. Who would have been right. Who would have been president if Reagan dies? I mean, imagine going to work knowing that George Bush took a shot at you. And you got to be like, hey, George, good to be out of the hospital. You have George Bush Sr. and Kennedy, the Kennedy assassination. Yeah, he's he at Dallas. Dallas. And then, you know, and then there's the whole Hinckley thing. He was going to eat dinner with Hinckley's parents, like, around the same time as the assassination. I mean, it's just like, what? Can you he see was how in, the Bush family is? I mean, people don't want to talk. Like, I have to watch myself with Israel because, you know, there's this conflating between Judaism and Israel, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I reserve the right to criticize a foreign country just like I criticize totally. my own country and I criticize Canada or, or Mexico or Germany or England or China or Russia. Mm -hmm. And I can go down every fucking country that I've taken a shot at. Okay. Uh, but you got to watch yourself. But it's like, I dude, there's been three attacks on this country. Okay. Uh, the USS Liberty, 9-11, JFK. And, uh, there's been a, one country involved with all of them, regardless of people, what people want. Now, I believe in my heart of hearts that Mossad, just like the CIA and just like MI6, is, in fact, the, um, the, the, the uh, law enforcement arm 
of the World Banking Organization and that they do mm. not represent the country that they say that. Now, oh, that yeah, totally agree. CIA is a bad person. No, I think there, there are people there doing good work, but there's this, just like any group, there the is- The leadership a- of the agencies, the people that call the shots there. Sure, yeah. I mean, that's the real government in the U.S., right? Or the intelligence agencies, the national security state really runs what's what. And I think it's true in Israel also. And I think it's really good to point that out. I mean, people will say criticizing Mossad's anti-Semitic, but would it be anti-American to criticize the CIA when their crimes are easy to document and you can see exactly what they've done? I mean, same deal for Mossad, dude. But we have to be honest about Israel's political structure and the trajectory it started to take. Uh, after it was created as a state in 1948. I mean, we just have to be honest about their political landscape because it really shows uh, how Israel's uh, politics today uh, have, you know, uh, it's insane to conflate it with Judaism, a religion that's been around for thousands of years when you look at at what was going on then. So in 1948, there was a Minikam Began was basically the guy that founded the Likud party Okay, that, uh, you know, Netanyahu's part of and has dominated Israeli politics for a long time. Minikam Began in the 40s, uh, before the creation of the state of Israel, was part of what was internationally recognized as a terrorist group called Irgun that had its uh, origins uh, with another guy that Minikam Began worked under who was inspired to create his political vision by Benito Mussolini. Okay, and so these are the guys that ended up taking over and dominating Israeli politics, not just the political sphere, but they also ran the Ministry of Education, educating future generations of Israelis and militarizing education and just creating, you know, what we have now. So it's not weird that you have someone like Naftali Bennett in in Israeli politics move from the Ministry of Education to be the Minister of Defense one after the other. In any other country, people would be like, that doesn't make sense. Why is the guy running the education system going to be put in charge of the military? But in Israel, it does, right? And so what's crazy about Minikin Began, he was going to come to the U.S. when he first set up his first political party that was called Heirut, the precursor to Likud. And all these uh, really prominent Jewish Americans, including Albert Einstein, write an open letter in the New York Times, and they say, do not let Minikin Began into the United States. He is a terrorist and a fascist. And that is the guy that in the 70s, you know, became prime minister of Israel and has that party that he created in his image has dominated Israel ever since. And so after Minikam Began, you have like stuff going on in the 80s. The beginning of the 80s, like the promise software scandal stuff, Iran contract, that all began when Minikam Began was prime minister of Israel, right? And so all of this shit has ties to that guy. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to give a pass to other Israeli politicians. It's not just all Minikam Began's fault. I mean, Shimon Peres was involved in shady stuff and some other guys too. But I mean, that's how you end up with people like Ehud Barak, uh, Barak being all cozy with Epstein, being an obvious pedophile, going to Epstein's Island. Unbelievable. Like he's, he's that's in how you charge. control everybody. That's how you right. control everybody. But the Netanyahu, I mean, you know, uh, he is from an ideological line like Minikam Began, that's fascism, straight up fascism. And it's ethno-fascism because he, I mean, he's like an obvious ethno-supremacist, Netanyahu is. And so how is it anti-Semitic to criticize that? If it was literally any other ethnicity, people would be like, that's Hitler. Well, that's you know what it Hitler. is, man. It's like nobody that, pushes you know? back. Nobody goes, I've met tons of Israelis. They're wonderful people. 
They're wonderful people. It's just like they're like Israel is the size of Cal- L.A. to San Diego. That's a very small area, and you're pumping all this money into there. The the amount of, of propaganda that is used to like militarize people. When you hear yeah. that 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 their their politicians refer to Arabs as dogs and animals. Yeah. That is propaganda at its best, and nobody's checking it. And totally. the reason nobody's checking it, in my humble opinion, because it has nothing to do with religion. It has to do with the fact that Israel is a land bridge that connects uh, uh, Asia and Africa to Europe, and they want to control that fucking area of goods because you can control right. fucking everything. Well, it was also about destabilizing the Middle East and carving up the Middle East, which happened by the, which was done by the European colonial powers before Israel was even made. You know, they, they carved up Syria and Lebanon in such a way that they knew it would create conflict, but they needed even more conflict. So they take, you know, um, you know, European Jews and have them go in a place that's far away to Palestine um, and just basically displace the indigenous population and start all this stuff. But like you were talking about the education system, you know, uh, you have these really intense uh, Lee Kood guys being in charge of the education ministry and you can see videos of kindergartners in Israel being told that the Palestinians just want to murder them all the time and oh, that yeah, every Arab man, wants to kill sure. you. I mean, for if sure. you get that in their heads when they're kids, I mean, what do you think? I mean, that's why you have people uh, in Israel and Southern Israel going out and, and looking at Gaza bombings and celebrating and, and all this stuff when, when they bomb like, those poor people who have been like blockaded for over a decade and live in the world's largest open air prison. And I mean, that's how it happens. there seems to be a movement within Israel of also like a pushback, a, a, a condemning of, of, of Netanyahu and what he there represents. Totally. And it's like, like you it gets no just, coverage. It gets no coverage. No coverage, that? dude, because it's US, all ran by. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think this also is happening with China. Okay. I've been to China. The Chinese people are wonderful. The culture's great. I remember when I went there the first time, the taxi driver whose teeth looked like melted fucking candy corn. But dude, that guy was so excited to tell us about his city. And he, oh, you're American. Oh, dude, this is it. This is awesome. And I was like, man, this guy is so nice. And I've always felt that about China. But now there's been this movement to discuss about these these camps. I mean, like, I, I know I have a guy designing my website is works out of China. He's a he's an expatriate, and he talks and he's like, dude. They don't eat dogs here. Yes, there is a small group of people that do eat dogs. The average Chinese thinks it's fucking gross, man. So the so, but now we have this whole movie because you know you talk about pedophilia. Everyone's like, whatever, dude. You're a fucking crazy conspiracy theorist. If you're like they're killing dogs, people are like, we gotta stop this right now. They can't hurt the puppies, man. And it's just like so you 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 fucking weaponize that thought, and then this thought about these camps. Now he has told me those are not what everybody thinks they are. They are educational camps where they send these people that have no skills camp now if they want to leave they can do you have any thoughts on that uh well i haven't looked into i i don't really report on on controversies within china right i focus on on other stuff generally speaking but like um a lot of the the detention camps and and all that stuff i mean a lot of the people that promote that stuff are the same people that promoted a very false narrative about syria for example um the U.S. in national security state has had an interest in destabilizing russia and china and iran 
countries that it deems as adversaries openly in documents, right? They want to destabilize or put pressure on their government. A lot of times they do that through proxy groups. A lot of the Uyghur people that are, uh, you know, the ones, uh, you know, targeted allegedly by, by these camps, a lot of them were sent off to Syria to be Syrian rebels, right? So obviously there's some degree of intelligence ties by the U.S. or another or the U.K. or, or Israel that are sort of embedded in there and have been moving, you know, those people to Syria to a degree. So how much uh, of the camp stuff is, fi- uh, is, is, is fact and fiction? Uh, I don't really know, but I just tend to be skeptical just because it, it, it plays into a certain narrative. But I mean, you know, detention camps and stuff like that, like the U.S. government has done that historically for a long time. And, and the people pointing the finger at China don't talk about how it happens in, in the U.S. or they don't talk about Gaza and Israel, for example, because they're an ally. So it's all really opportunistic. Um, I think at the end of the day, but what you're saying about how the average person in China is like, is like super, you know, nice. Well, I think that's true of most places. And what they've done is that they have us so ignorant of how other people are in other countries and, 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 you know, just the political realities or the cultural realities of anything to keep us divided too. So we're all like, Oh, China bad. Uh, When all the stuff comes out, particularly, you know, with election season, Oh, the Bidens are all tied up with China. Well, you know who else is tied up with China? Steve Schwartz from the Blackstone Capitol who gave $3 million to Trump's reelection campaign. Right. Uh, So if the issue is China, why not bring that stuff up? You know what I mean? Or how Eric Schmidt, Jack Dorsey are all part of the Bruin Institute that wants to create this like transnational group of transhumanists, you know, uh, crazy people. That's the real trans agenda right there. People want to <laughs> act like trans are up to no good. It's transhumanism. That's a, and that fits into that. What is up is really down, to be honest with you. <laughs> and yeah. now that you say that, Sam, it makes no sense. Up is really down. How is, the, how is China going to uh, join the UN and have camps? Either they don't, they do or they don't. Well, I mean, Turkey is... Turkey's part of NATO, and I think that was done so that Turkey could do destabilize the whole area and then have to bring China and Russia into war. So, guys, here's my whole thing is this, man. It's like, it's like communism, right? I mean, I, do you have a problem with communis- communism, Whitney, like, and what it represents? Because, I mean, is the story of the guns being taken away and the mass slaughter of 20 million or, and, and supposedly China 60 million, do you believe that is real? Do you believe that the, the uh, infant side of girls in China, do you believe that is real? Well, the infanticide of, of girls is definitely a thing uh, that happens. But I mean, that's been going on a long time, even before, uh, well, especially with the one child policy. But a lot of that has to do with Chinese folk religion and, and like the ancestor reveration and ancestor worship that they feel like the family line can't continue. If they only have one girl, there has to be a, a man, a male child to carry on the ancestry line. So, I mean, you can't blame all of that on like communism, right? But yeah, well, I mean, you know, they're a very different society with a a long history and, you know, uh, that's how it is. But in terms of like communism, right? I mean, I would really argue that they're like, you know, just, I would just personally label them authoritarian. And I think that's because a lot of people, especially in the U.S. these days, are getting so caught up in communism, it's either communism or fascism. Uh, But what I think they really mean to say is that it's authoritarianism and you can get to authoritarianism from the left or the right. And anyone that cares about freedom or liberty should be like authoritarianism freaking sucks. So let's oppose that. But if we're all saying you're a communist, 
you're a fascist constantly. I mean, people are just gonna not really being paying attention, you know? So like, okay, we're going to vote against Trump, the fascist and put in Biden, the communist. uh, And you're screwed either way. What people should be doing in the U S right now is being like, well, what do you know? Biden is arming the most hellish cabinet imaginable and they're going to screw over everyone. So maybe let's get together and be like, no, thanks dude. Because right now the billionaires are all united. You don't have the left-wing Silicon Valley billionaires fighting amongst each other with people like Peter Thiel, uh, who's the right-wing Silicon Valley billionaire. I mean, all those guys have come together and they're like, how can we screw over the little people forever? And that's what they're doing right now. While we're all arguing with each other about words like communism and fascism. Does communism take people's businesses is that an illusion i know that in uh china someone had a comedy club and the and the government came and just took their business is there a difference between in your opinion capitalism and communism well yeah i mean business model well yeah i think there's obvious differences but you have to keep in mind too that like a lot of this is so muddied you know so you want people a lot of people want to you know uh, act like Mao Zedong just came up with this whole, you know, crap that he did when he came to power. A lot of it was, you know, super horrible. Like the Cultural Revolution, like horrendous stuff happened under him. He was educated in the U.S. Mao Zedong. They're all fucking. You know rich what I mean, kids, dude. So, all so trust does, fund rich kids, dude. So you know, I don't really know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, James Corbett did a really good documentary about the, the links of the Rockefellers and Kissinger and all this stuff and the rise of China. And it's no coincidence. You have people now like Henry Kissinger talking about how we have to work with China now and build the, the, the techno fascist panopticon together with China. Otherwise there'll be a horrible war and everyone will die. So let's create uh, Orwellian hell with China. You know, those are our two choices. No, thanks, Henry Kissinger. Yeah. Go screw yourself. By the All way, right. he was Klaus Schwab's mentor, Henry Kissinger. <laughs> Here's the thing. We can't end, like, the one thing that makes me nervous is, like, black pill cool guy who's like, oh, the world's come to end. It's all bullshit. Fuck it. And then just walks <laughs> off. I always want, for uh, before we get into that, where how is propaganda working right now with the death of the mainstream media. Like nobody's watching CNN. Nobody's watching MSNBC. And now nobody's watching Fox News. So is it, is it the blue check mark is the new mainstream media? Uh, I mean, I think it really depends on what political echo chamber people are in, uh, what they tend to gravitate towards because of how fragmented stuff is. But what I think is really telling is that while trust in mainstream media is cratering like never before. The censorship of independent media is getting so out of control and it's just starting. I wrote this article a couple weeks ago about how US intel- or UK intelligence uh, created this uh, declared cyber war against content they don't like basically uh, and that they're going to do it with the Five Eyes Alliance, which is the US, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and they're not just going to deplatform your website. They're going to encrypt all the data on your website so you can't set it back up somewhere else and scramble your communications so you can't communicate with your team to set it back up. And those tools originally developed to fight ISIS online propaganda now being turned against uh, people that report, you know, things they don't want out there. Instead of challenging them with facts and arguments and being like, this is why it's wrong, they're just going to drop the hammer. I mean, that tells you that they're scared 
uh, of, you know, people who are speaking truth to power because, I mean, there's people looking for that, right? But the, the harder they make it to find, the more they can try and hold on to control. You know, if you go online and the only website that's still up is CNN, that's, what's people, that's what people are going to read even if they don't trust it. You know what I mean? Can they, I mean do you think they can do. put the cat back in the bag? Uh, I don't know. I, I, well, I honestly don't think so. I think they, uh, if we want to look at everything that's happened over the course of this year, I think there's been instances where they've overplayed their hand. The question is, can people in the U S and elsewhere, uh, rise above this, this petty bullshit and, and see the big picture of what's going on, you know, and, are, and will people be willing to like, um, you know, look in themselves and be like, you know, I'm going to disobey these orders because they're not right. And I don't want my kid or I don't want my family to live in this world they're going to create. I mean, at some point we have to start asking ourselves these things and taking some, you know, taking some steps personally, whether it's decentralizing uh, or getting local, building some sort of local community, working with your neighbors to not have to go and, and, you know, be part of the World Economic Forums, whatever, at some point in the future and developing alternatives or, you know, um, I mean, there's a lot of things people can do, but I think it ultimately comes down first to a choice of, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be these people's fucking slave and I'm going to disobey uh, these orders because, I mean, the alternative means they win, period. So we have to start there. And, and I really wish more people would do that because what we're having now is, you know, people being like, well, Biden will be better than Trump or Trump is thinking as long as we get Trump in, everything will go back to normal. I mean, obviously, it doesn't matter who's in the Oval Office. This agenda will march ahead, maybe at different speeds, you know, but I mean, it's still here. Can we, can, I want to end on a positive note because I believe in humanity and I believe so do I. Yeah. in, in, and not that and I'm not saying you don't, I just want to be like, how <laughs> well, do we, agreeing. yeah. How do we, what is the future? Like, how do we, what is your thoughts? Like, how does this play out? Do, does good, does humanity overcome this? Um, well, I think the first part is that we have to start starving Silicon Valley of the data that they're using to create this AI driven hellhole. AI's fuel is data. The more we can starve them of our data, um, it sends it sends a message. Also, you know, doing things like boycotting uh, businesses that are promoting a lot of the really Orwellian shit right now. Um, you know, I think is important, yeah. but also like local Ticketmaster, like, you can it, kiss my ass. How about that, like, Ticketmaster? <laughs> but but like people, yeah, exactly. A really good example would be Ticketmaster, right? But also airlines are requiring the World Economic Forum's uh, COVID nineteen passport to travel now, Got right? It. So they're like doing that crap now. I mean, I'm done. I'm down with not traveling now. anymore. I'm down with it. I'm down if it it means like I don't do stand up or I only go to places that I can drive to then that's what's going to happen. And I think people need to wake up. And I also think if there's a bunch of people that want to take these dumb fucking things, let them do it. I'm not, we got to save those who want to We have to opt out. We have to opt out of the systems they're trying to hurt us in. Um, And I think the way to do that is to organize the local level. Going to try and do marches in DC isn't going to do shit. We have to get local, uh, go to the halls of local government and be like, we're not doing this shit here. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't happening in our town. I mean, we have to get at that level. level. That's the only way we can beat this because they're trying. I mean, 
they're expecting uh, some sort of pushback and they're expecting people to, to go to DC or some big cities, but they're not going to get media coverage. You know, like they've been saying for decades, the revolution is not going to be televised and it certainly won't be now, especially with all the censorship going on. I mean, just look at what Twitter has been doing recently. That's going to get way worse. Right. So we have to get local. We have to, we have to decentralize because what they're trying to do, the world they're trying to create is extreme tech powered centralization. So we have the opt out, uh, of their tech to the greatest extent possible without obviously causing yourself economic harm if you need it to work. Right. So like, yeah. Uh, but I mean, not, at, you don't need to wear a fitness wearable from Amazon that measures your emotions. Ow, you know what I mean? Ow, yeah. Ow, out of it shit. all, not so playing have, any of it. Totally. We have to draw the line and we have to get local, whether that's uh, pressuring your local government uh, and going out there in force or building like alternative economic systems or gardening with your neighborhood. I don't know. You guys figure it out, but we can't be looking at our neighbor as the enemy because we're all about to be totally royally fucked forever by these crazy elite billionaires. And I that's love, the way out of this. I love, I love uh, swearing Whitney Webb. It's awesome. <laughs> I love, I love after dark Whitney Webb. Uh, Whitney, final question as we go. Once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Who's a better interviewer, me or Tim <sighs> Dillon? <laughs> oh, man. Careful, uh, careful. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it's different. <laughs> Uh, it's funny though, because every time Tim asked me to do an interview, it's like when I'm super sleep deprived, it's like the one day where I didn't plan to do anything because I'm like so messed up. And then I'm like, well, I can't turn that down. Uh, <laughs> I think that like, sounds like to me, you enjoy my interviews more. <laughs> like you get sleep and ready because you know, it's a big show. <laughs> Bam, no, no, again, I like, Luke. I like, I like both you guys a lot. I think you both are are super legit. I'm, and, okay. and, and I I, I'm, I'm like, you know, uh, really proud of both of you for doing more to get the word out about this stuff than people, than journalists with a platform, <laughs> you know what I mean? Who are just talking about complete bullshit all the time. I mean, you have like Washington Post people on Twitter going nonstop about Biden's going to adopt a cat and then there'll be a new cat in the white house lineage of cats okay that's even the state of journalism it's not for money either there's no money in the mainstream media right now so it's like they're just doing it for hopes that maybe later on they get a talk i don't even know what yeah. the payoff is but I also have comedic friends where I'm like, dude, stop trying to pitch the TV shows to studios. Start making your own YouTube channel. Your yeah, yeah. They can't do it. They're like, must do old system. It is the way that works. And it's like, dude, I get off the plantation, man. Get off the plantation. Totally. Exactly. That's it. That's All it. right, Whitney. Where can they find you, Whitney? I know you are you, ha you have your own podcast. It's about time. You've been cooking with gas. I don't even know where <laughs> where's your where's your articles now? I know you you used to be on one uh website, not you might be doing your own website. What's yeah, going on I gotta so I contribute to The Last American Vagabond, where most of my work has been this year. So the last But I also have my own website that's unlimitedhangout.com. And it's not just me, there's a couple contributors there. Uh, Vanessa Beely, Johnny Vedmore, some other people who are really great. And um, uh, my podcast is on rockfin.com, which I know you're there too, Sam. So yes, that's I love rockfin. where you can listen to my thing. Yeah, they're cool guys. So uh, you and can follow my stuff there also. Mm -hmm. You've done the Union of the Unwanted as well. 
Yeah, yeah. I only went on once, though, because it's kind of a hard time for me because of the time difference uh, between uh, where I live in, in the U.S. And I also have a kid. So, like, if it's late at night, I can't exactly be like, all right, kids, sit tight. And I'm going to go talk for an hour. Go to sleep. Uh, Mom's got to talk about <laughs> lizards. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'd like to be on at some point. I mean, a lot of the people that go on that are really good people. Ricky Verandas is a great dude. Charlie yeah, Robinson. He is. He's I know a hard worker, on. too. It's about yeah, the it's, – yeah. we're creating its own, like – RSS feed and it's uh, becoming uh, my goal is to make it its own like uh, channel network for all the underground people. Oh, so. right on. That would be dope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so we should get a spot for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey, that's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Enjoy it. Make the money while you can. Whitney Webb. Thank right. you so much for coming on. And uh, I, I appreciate you very much and I hope to do it again soon. All right. Sounds good. Likewise. Appreciate you guys. All right, Thanks. guys. Thanks for tuning in. We love you very much. Uh, find Whitney Webb. You know her. You, you will love her. And uh, I appreciate you, Xavier Guerrero. And Johnny got a little smart today. That's okay. I'll let it go. Uh, you know, I, I like Johnny's uh, questions. I'll oh, <laughs> okay. All right, Whitney. Well, sorry you won't be out of the show. I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, we'll talk go. to you soon. Take care. We go deep, homeboy. <laughs> Open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hat, Tim foil hat.